What did I just read? <laughs> Welcome everybody to What Did I Just Read? I'm Holly. I'm LA. <laughs> oh my god, sorry. Oh, bittersweet moment. We're apart mm-hmm. now, but man, can we still make each other laugh? <laughs> I know. I miss seeing your face in real life same come back everybody doesn't really understand because they've been getting our fake at well i mean they're real episodes but we record those (laughs) way in advance but over the summer we didn't do anything at all no we hung out a lot oh well we did record the the monthly wrap-up together which was super fun oh the best nothing nothing is gonna be the same after i'm gonna (laughs) hold on to that and cherish it yes until the next time yes hopefully soon hopefully all uh, right. So what are we what are we reading today or what are we reviewing today? Today what have we? we are chatting about Love Theoretically by Allie Hazelwood. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm meeting her in real life. I know it. Yeah. Tell me about it. I just I just want you to be as excited as me and you're not. I'm <laughs> thrilled for you. Not. <laughs> okay, listen. I I enjoy her books are they my favorite books no are they fun to read sometimes so what so she's had three adult romances i thought love hypothesis was her debut right yeah yes 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 yeah and then she well yeah because she and then love on the brain love on the brain and then what we're talking about today love theoretically Mm -hmm. but she also had a ya Checkmate. Like a, yeah, I was gonna say checkmate. All right, and then she had those one, the novellas. Yeah, love to loathe you. That's yeah. the when they're the book that they're all wrapped up together, real nice. Yes, you talked about in your in the wrap up. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So why? So out of all of them, can we rank them? You've re- you have read all of them. Right? I have read all of them. Yes, I did do that. So. Are we rank them. We were to rank them. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. rank them. Should we go first to last or last to first? Last to first. Are we including the the novellas, the love to love? No. Okay. Let's just do the main three. Okay, good, because those would be dead fucking last. <laughs> oh my god. Trash. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. That was so mean. Hey, I liked. Them. Uh, <laughs> I know you did. It's fine. It's good. Um, Okay, I just her style of writing is not it's not for me. I understand like it's fun, it's flirty, it's cute. I just we'll get down to it. Okay, so the rankings. Let's see. My oh, we're going last to first. Yeah. Yes. Last love hypothesis. Hy- I can't even say it. Hypothesis. Love hypothesis is my last one. Okay. What about That's you? My first. <laughs> so I'll go first to last. <laughs> I think this one was my least favorite, Love Theoretically. See, I flip-flop between Love Theoretically would be my second mm-hmm. of the three. But honestly, I could flip-flop between, it, it would depend on my mood between the two being second and third. Yeah. Love on the Brain is number one for you, though. Oh, yeah. Love on the Brain. Love on the Brain I actually did like. I thought that one was really fun. Yeah. 
I go back and forth. I thought love on the brain was my favorite. I, I still think it might be. I got love on the brain signed too. Can we got it signed for oh, me? By very nice. But I thought I was going back through the love hypothesis. Nope. The, yep. The love hypothesis. And even the mention of Olive and Adam and this one, I totally geeked out. And I, and I thought, oh no, that has to be my favorite one. So I think, yeah, yours is opposite of me. So you think love hypothesis. I think you because back like the, the, the smutty scenes in love hypothesis was just so lame. Yeah, they were. Not- I did not enjoy it because it's just like big, big men, little women, like to the extreme, you know, it was too, yeah, not for me. I love the smutty scenes and love on the brain. Those are so good. Yeah, I'd agree. I still, I think maybe mine's nostalgia. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, even though books get better in like a series or something, not saying that this Mm -hmm. is a series, but you kind of just always like, cause you're just so wowed on the first one it's probably the crappiest but no eh, it I like be. it I what like I do, what I like about Allie Hazelwood is that she is incorporating her other characters into different books and I I really like it when authors do that I love I that know. Adam and Olive made an appearance in love theoretically I really liked I, it I did too so okay all right should we get into it let's do or should it we oh, do... you want to do yeah. stars yeah let's do stars okay Okay. you go first three stars for me okay five okay (laughs) here we go all right buckle up oh do you want to do like a short recap of before we get kind of like into the details of like what this one is about you should probably do the recap oh because I think you would do a nicer job than me (gasps) (laughs) Not better, just, you just would, like a first sensitive. Be, okay, you would be a better representative for this book than I. Okay, okay, all right. Okay, you, so this is in the perspective of Elsie, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. I keep calling her Els, Els, whatever. I felt like the doctor. Okay, anyways, she is a PhD graduate in theoretical, nope, yep, yep. 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 Theoretical. We're going to get into the academia (laughs) part of this. Uh, Theoretical sciences and physics. uh, Theoretical physics. Physics. And there's this big battle between experimental physics and theoretical theoretical physics which we'll get into well we'll get into later but anyways that's kind of where the enemies to lovers part comes in basically elsie applies for a job that she kind of desperately needs and lo and behold the one of the interviewers is this guy jack turner who is in experimental physics she's in theoretical physics he's so renowned because he wrote like a junk piece um and kind of really hit towards her field of study and called it kind of like a joke so she really doesn't like this guy and she's interviewing for this job so you go on this journey with them to through the whole interview process and then also how they kind of fall for each other and i think that's a really brief i think that's okay like if you're picking up this book like it's an academic rivals. It's so we're now yeah. we're going into your tropes. So there's ac- academic rivals, enemies to lovers, a fake dating trope. There's a Snowden trope. There's a same bed trope. There's a there's some it's like trope upon trope upon trope. Yeah. Big, big girl, little man, big girl, little man, miscommunication, like crazy. Mm-hmm. 
I think there's probably some other little ones, but I think those are the big ones. So if any of those interest you and you like Allie Hazel, <laughs> pick up, pick up Again, this book. No judgment. Yeah. Well, I'm judging. <laughs> you girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, if that's how we're going to be. No, in a good way. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. So we start off. And the prologue was kind of weird for me because I was like, what is happening? Because it's like two or three pages, two pages. Do you remember this prologue? She's like, I'm going to be super honest with everybody (laughs) that I read this book two weeks ago. And I, you're going to have to explain a lot to me. And I'll be like, oh, 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 okay. Okay. And I apologize. And I'm so sorry to you. No, please don't. And the prologue is like her, just her and. Elsa and Elsie, see, I'm going to call her Elsa, like Frozen the entire time, and Jack, and they're stuck in a bathroom stall together, and it's just, it's just a weird prologue. I've forgotten about that prologue. Except it should be forgotten. I don't think it was needed, so that's my only work with it. And okay, I'm- yeah, I had like zero notes on it, zero highlights or thoughts on it on my Kindle. It was, un- it was unneeded. It was stupid. So I think it was supposed to be funny. Um, and like, it was kind of like, and what, uh, you know, at the end, it was just kind of like, and wonder which one out of my millions of asinine life choices led me to this moment. <laughs> I do remember that. Cause I was like, why, why, what is happening here? And then we come back to that moment. And I still remember thinking like, why was this at the why? beginning of the book? Why was this like an important, this is not a huge moment to this to hook, the, hook the reader. Yeah. I'll just. I didn't like it. So you gave okay. this book five stars. <laughs> I know every time I'm going to probably knock it down, but I really liked it. I was like, yes, loved it. Each one of these chapters is titled. I didn't really look into it, but did you notice that it was something physics, physics? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Like Which this I thought- one, chapter one is waves and particles. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> so I love chapter names. I don't I know do why. Too. All right. So then it starts in chapter one. It says, you know, 24 hours earlier. So this is like before the, before the prologue, you get to meet Elsie. I think it's, you didn't, I don't think you liked this. I liked how she was a Twilight fan and that she really liked cheese. (laughs) I like, didn't even care. I was like, fine. (laughs) That's your character trait. It's okay. (laughs) I it was just mentioned so many times her love for cheese throughout the whole book and whole Allie Hazelwood does this every single book with ever LA with every she single does. character she does. every single character has to have some weird quirk yeah and it's just so stupid to me yeah yeah I love it um so anyway uh... <laughs> <laughs> like her roommate in this book later on her weird thing it's a hedgehog yeah or in the terrible movies oh yeah and the terrible movies. but i think those served a purpose the hedgehog was like an extra of that but not really yeah yeah i wait didn't somebody else have a hedgehog in one of her other books no it was a guinea it was a guinea pig and the love to loathe you was it slow no the s1 the one who married yeah it's a cat there's a cat and the elevator one was it a cat? Oh yeah, that one was a cat. But wasn't there like some I don't know. Anyways, back to this book. I but... think you are on message us down in the comments and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't care. <laughs> no, 
are spot on. I think that um, she's got, Allie Hazelwood has gotten knocked for having such strong similarities between all of these stimmiest novels that she's she's written. And they are quite like cookie cutter. Doesn't she use yeah. AI too for some <gasps> of this? Oh, is she using the Google AI bot? Oh, that makes me so sad. I don't know. But she's I, using chat I GPT. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it is like there is a kind of makes sense to me. But there are so many similarities between this book and the other two. Big men, little women, women who don't believe in themselves and their ability, super insecure. Mm -hmm. Men who fall head over heels for these women super early and make it so apparent. So mm -hmm. apparent. They tell them like literally five times. And these women are still like, oh, but I don't know how he feels. And he's like, but I really care for you and love you. Oh, I just don't know. I can't like, mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to get behind a main female character when she's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I can't. So anyways. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I still love you. Um. <laughs> I, I totally hear it though. I get what you're saying. I do agree with what you're saying. Um, and then sometimes I just like trash. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Um, but yeah, I think so in this one, I think what I like, what she does different is that she's doing other elements sometimes that she hasn't done before. Like in this one, she's, she, well, she did touch on fake dating. This fake dating is Elsie, like the very first chapter, Elsie is fake dating. She has this job because she's an adjunct profession, professor or adjunct teacher. And it's a shit-tastic job. She does two things. One is that she's showing like the struggles of people that are in academia and like mm -hmm. as a job, which I thought, oh, thank God, we're finally like seeing more of that. We're getting yeah. more technical. And as I have no idea about a job in academia. So this was kind of eye-opening to me and all yeah. the politicking of it. Yes. Yes. E exact same. And also like that it is kind of a struggle. I mean, my, my uncle's a professor. He tells me how, you know, how hard it was in the beginning, but I just really didn't understand. And I think that there's some validity in this. I don't know if mm -hmm. Ellie Wood was an adjunct or whatever, but it seems like she was because some of these, some of these emails that she's getting from her students are all like Elsie. Well, isn't uh, she, doesn't she have like a PhD or like a Ellie Hazelwood? I don't know. In like neuroscience or something. Oh Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, she, well, she pursued her PhD in neuroscience. So it would make sense to me if she had started, then that would mean that she would have to be TA in classes. So she would know the, the types of emails that these professors and teachers get, right? Well, it says she recently became a professor, which absolutely oh. terrifies her. Yeah. Well, so she knows, she knows all this. I think, I mean, it just seemed to, it was on. very realistic. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So Elsie is fake dating. She's part of this group who it's not an escorting system because she doesn't have like sex or anything with them, but she does get, she gets hired to go out on dates with guys. And uh, one of the guys that she goes out with is Greg and she's actually gone out on two or three dates with him, which is and, not and standard. She's not, yeah. She's not, she's only supposed to do like one date per guy, but she yeah. likes this guy and this guy has, what was it? He's, I mean, later on, we find out that he's asexual and doesn't see himself like in a, in any relationship or wanting to ever have sex. And so he's kind of made like this really nice relationship with Elsie and 
she feels safe with him. And so she's gone yeah. on multiple dates with him. And he seems yeah. like a nice guy. Yeah, it's friendly. Um, But he apparently has a, a crazy mother, Caroline Smith. Like, she just seems a little... She seems awful. Like a, she, a is, she, she seems awful. Yeah. So he takes Elsie to his grandmother's house, Millicent, because it's her birthday. Yeah, sure. He's, sure. Elsie goes in and bumps into Greg's brother, Jack. Who... She already describes him as being, and I quote this from the book, or she got him mixed up with a refrigerator. They are similarly sized after all. So now we already know he is very massive and she is very small. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> He's a what bridge. I, what I did like <laughs> earlier in this chapter, though, is because I, I do feel like Allie Hazelwood does or had in the previous book described her other characters as very very cute and pretty whereas in this book she went out of her way for elsie to describe herself as being a perfectly medium person yeah i kind of like that she wrote that she was medium everything medium height medium brown hair and eyes medium nose butt feet legs breasts pretty yeah sure but in a medium nondescript way i don't know i liked that i loved that yeah i think she's learning she's getting through to some people mm -hmm. so <laughs> in some cases not all. I, hey, I said I liked that. <laughs> Good. Let's keep it going. So, <laughs> oh, and then, and then also, she also keeps describing him as saying that he doesn't smile, of course, and he doesn't, and he never smiles at her. So now we also get a very grumpy male, a grunter. I love it. I, you he's know, I married and he grunts. Those. You did, <laughs> but he's very funny. She thinks so. Elsie thinks that Jack is a PE teacher. She does not listen too hard about Jack's profession at all. She's just no. there to please everybody at the party and to make them all think that she is with Greg. And she's yep. very successful at that. Yes. Yeah. Because, and we'll find this out or we can talk about it now, is that she's she's kind of like, what did he call it? Like a code change, code changing. Like she is kind of a chameleon almost is that she can read people's like what emotions. they need and what they want from her. And she just feeds into it because she wants them to like her so much. Yes. She calls it her APE, which is assess, plan and enact. So she will like look at someone, figure it out and kind of fit her fit and mold herself to that person so she's really great at this job obviously because she's the perfect girlfriend to greg and while at this party she sees a go board have you ever played this game that she's talking about yeah i have it's a what is it you have to be really clever to mm. win it's a it's a it's like chess and checkers it's a strategy okay okay so it's kind of so it's it's showing, I guess, like why Allie put this between them is that it's showing like their intelligence and Elsie is yeah, as smart, if not smarter than Jack, because they end up tying, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. And what is, what is the job that he thinks she has? That she's a librarian. That she's a librarian. And so he's kind of already thinking like, whoa, this librarian is very good at this game that I beat whoop everybody's butt at. Mm -hmm. Well, because he uses that opportunity to like quiz more about, you know, Greg, um, because yeah, because he's getting suspicious because this librarian is very smart. And then he asks the big question about how is Greg feeling about Woodacre or that's when he, he finds out that she's been lying because it's this retreat that he's going that Greg is going to for work. And, and he's he not 
he's not excited about it at all. And she does not know, clearly does not know anything about it. If you're in a relationship with somebody, especially a months long relationship that they have been forging, you would know that your partner is going on a retreat and is not comfortable about it. And she has no idea. And so his Jack's hackles are up and just kind of already thinking, hmm, mm-hmm. here, here we go. Yep. And she ends up going home with Greg and, you know, whatever. And then you start learning more about Elsie, uh, that she's a TA, that she's living with Cece, which we talked about. Cece's a linguist who's finishing up her PhD in Harvard. And Elsie's actually, yes. Yeah. Very, very quirky. She likes to have children's Tylenol because it tastes like grape, but also so does Elsie. Why that detail? It's so stupid. It she smart. pees with the door open. She eats Chex mm-hmm. Mix as cereal. Like, I I didn't need all of those silly little details. I feel like Allie Hazelwood gets lost in the woods with these. But she got them anyways. <laughs> so so you start- think that these are the chat GPT things that she's putting in? crazy maybe. roommate things maybe that would be interesting yeah i'll ask her when yeah. i meet her um yes. so- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god if you did i would die hi i'm with the press i'm la with <laughs> what did i just read <laughs> my they would take Holly. your press <laughs> <laughs> if you ever the- had one what the fuck are you writing missy <laughs> What is this? What is this shit? All right. So so now we're formulating the plot. Elsie is going to an informal interview for this academic job that she wants at MIT um, that she's excited for. Dr. Monica Salt is the woman who is trying to get her on board and talks about what we talked about earlier about theoretical and experimental physicists. And they're meeting at this restaurant and um, some other guys, uh, you know, come in and to do, to do this informal meal, which is part of like her interview process uh, and well and she gets like the lowdown from monica like hey you are our, like my candidate i'm trying to get a theoretical physicist hired for this position they are trying to get an experimental physicist hired for this position so you really got to show your best yep yep and the position is half paid by one of the one of the department heads, Jonathan Smith Turner, which Jonathan Jonathan Smith Turner is the guy which we mentioned earlier in the short brief that or the short uh, recap is that he's the one that wrote an article bashing the theoretical physicists. And um, why really Elsie? The big detail I think in this is that why Elsie didn't like this is because her mentor, Doctor Christoph uh, Lorendau, Lorendu. Lauren do she calls her doctor he she calls him Dr. L is her is her mentor and he was the editor at the time that like published this article so it was really and he's also he is a theoretical physicist so the article clearly slipped through and he didn't really read it like if he had read the article he clearly wouldn't have let it gone to publish and so his career kind of took a huge back step because of this article Yeah. yeah And so Ellie or Ellie, blah, blah, Elsie. No, see, no, Ellie, no, you got me started. Elsie, Elsa. Which we is just thrown got... in there later. Yeah. So she hates this guy because not only did he like poop all over her own like chosen realm of academia, but he also ruined her mentor's life or not his life, but his career. And so she thinks of him as her arch, arch nemesis, arch nemesis. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And so, of course, because we know that this is an 
enemies to lovers. So there's this other guy that's also there, Sasha Volvec, who I loved as a character. He's I did another too. I just thought of him as like this big bulbous Russian who just like laughs at all of his dad jokes dad all jokes. the time. And I <laughs> loved him. There was so much comic like relief in throughout this whole whole thing, but I think it worked best. In some cases it didn't work, but I think it worked mm-hmm. best with Sasha Volvo. I just thought it was so Oh, well, cuz he was he was not like everybody else. Every all the oh god, okay. All the <laughs> other people, all the other characters were all the same character, LA. That's why he worked so much better because he was different. He was funny in a different way. Every other character was exactly the same. And I, you know what I think, LA? Huh. I think that they were all Allie Hazelwood. <laughs> God. <laughs> that, that is my hypothesis. <laughs> and it's not like they're all like, they're, they're cute and quirky, but they're just all the same to me, just with different names. Yeah. So anyways. Uh... <laughs> and LA loved it. <laughs> All right, so all of this is all of this is happening. She's at this restaurant. She has mm-hmm. all these people. She's interviewing for this job. We kind of know more about what's going on. And then who walks in, Holly? It's Jack or Jonathan or is it both? It's both. It's both. Oh my gosh! I think she did this really well. They pretend not to know each other. Um, sort yeah, of, I but like that was... they pretended not to know each other. And the jabs that Jack throws at her, mm-hmm. so funny. Like I, like oh, I didn't think that you would get your PhD or something in and physics or something. There, and somebody was like, oh, why would you? Oh, she seems more of a library sciences type. <laughs> it's so good. I really enjoyed this whole like chapter in this scene. And then when yeah. they end up going to like the restroom, yes, that whole restroom scene so good so she's doing this interview it's really uncomfortable there's all these barbs that jack's throwing at her she she goes to the bathroom and jack follows her to the bathroom yep <laughs> and and jack's upset because he doesn't know that greg is fake dating elsie so he's very protective of his brother greg and so he thinks that elsie is lying to greg or that she's lying about this position like i think that he doesn't really he has no idea what's happening with Elsie mm-hmm. at all and then Elsie on the other hand is like well I can't tell him about Greg's situation and his own like sexuality like that's not for me to say so she's doing everything in her power to protect Greg so you got this miscon- miscommunication going on in LA I think it was I done know. in the right way I think so too that's you why I thought you would like it I, I did okay so this is so so setting the record straight holly doesn't hate all miscommunication no it has she to have a reason i also don't like every masturbation scene <laughs> we will, we will address <laughs> LA, stop telling lies <laughs> there wasn't one in this book though just fyi i <laughs> know like i was looking out for it but <laughs> <laughs> you were too so anyways, and, and why, so why can't they set this mis- miscommunication straight either is that she can't, they can't get a hold of Greg because he's at that retreat and these yes. people remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so- also they're having this conversation in the men's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So then, so how they end up in the stall is that two of the other interview interviewers the other um, professors so it's crawley and peraria or something are the professors and they were they said some pretty ugly things about elsie while they were urinating 
that's awkward <laughs> yeah and we get to hear all about her feelings about hearing them urinate which is great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're welcome mm-hmm. and then uh elsie admits uh how much she hates jack due to due to his article so so they leave um and i think that's well, the other revelation. well before they like leave like i really liked this scene because this is the first moment where she is kind of having like this revelation of what it's like to be herself and I yeah. liked that. This is like her first, that opening moment where she's telling him exactly how she feels about him. And she's like, oh, wow, this actually feels nice to be real with somebody. And then there's that speech at the very end where she's telling him that she's going to get this job and he is going to rue the day mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. came against her and pushed against her to not get it. But Badass, right? It was, Badass, such, right? it was like one of the one of the better speeches I've read like in a of this type in in a book in a while right i was like oh so good it's really empowering yeah that's true what happens afterwards i think is kind of stupid so the next chapter is kind of just about her mom calling her about her two brothers lucas and lance oh my god this whole plot line was so lame i hate it it should have been cut it cut from it but yeah it just adds so why is it why is it included in this book in general is that it just shows more of her code changing like or her changing her personality to fit just every to people ev- please to and do and to be like that person for everybody yes yep and to not to never disappoint anybody but again yep. like these two man babies her brother her twin brothers just can't get it together and her mom expects her to to put them in their place and also her twin brothers are fighting over the same woman uh, this could this i felt like this whole thing needed to be cut and needed to to me it needed to be revamped to make it more meaningful it was not meaningful i felt as though was she was trying to be too funny or silly with it yeah and it didn't come across it yeah I don't know. Yeah. Right. Well, and then maybe because this is a stretch, but now that you're talking about it, Jack is very protective of Greg and that's like a sibling, like a, like a true sibling, like dynamic, right? Like is to yeah. to be friendly and protective. And she is trying to be like that, but, but it's just, it's really dysfunctional. It's totally Yeah. Different. Like nobody really cares what she's doing, mm-hmm. but her mm-hmm. mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I think there could have been a different way to go about it. I this. agree. Yep. For the next chapter, it's just when she goes to her mentor, Christoph Lauren Dow or whatever. There's there's no reason why that chapter is in here either. Just to tell him just to tell him that she's going after that position and he's like, Yeah, do it for revenge. Yeah, and she lets him call her by the wrong name yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It's that just... really bugged me. I hated that too. I really don't like him. Yeah. Which will I don't out. like well, I don't like him and I don't like I mean, there's obviously like reasons why we should not, we were not supposed to like him, which mm-hmm. we find out later. But I, I really did not like her people pleasing to the point where she allows him to call her by the wrong name her entire like career. She is going for job mm-hmm. interviews and he is calling her Elise instead of Elsie. He is calling professionals who she's going to go and interview with and telling them you need to meet with Elsie Han- or Elise Hannaway. Like her, the one person who is on her side needs to know her name. Mm-hmm. I don't, that didn't, I didn't like that also. Well, but then he, it comes back and he ends up being a shitty person anyways. So it's kind of yeah. like, you know, which we'll get to. 
So the next three chapters are really, or three or four chapters are really about her interview process and then everything that's like going on with it. So the very first thing that she has to do is doing a a teaching demonstration. And of all classes that she has to do a teaching demonstration for, it happens to be none other than Dex. And they all look up to him and they all want to be experimental physicists and here she is trying to join the program as a theoretical physicist and they just don't get along because they've all read his article and they all like think poop on theoretical physicists Mm -hmm. and so she kind of has to win the class over and I think she does it in a good way I think so too I think that um they were a little dismissive of her and she did she did a good job and Jack watches her from the back of the room and very steamy yeah, well, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what noise just came out of my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He's just so, some refrigerator in the back of the room humming. Is there? Oh, him. That's him. the refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going, hmm, mm-hmm. you? So I'm then uh, they start doing one of one interviews, and then Jack starts. Um, his interview with her and I can I just say the banner between them two in this interview is I love it it's kiss. so good and it's again her just being herself and you realize she can only be herself with him because she could give two shits about his opinion mm-hmm. and then that's when he he calls her that code switching mm-hmm. and then she she kind of is offset by him recognizing that and then she asks him why he wrote that paper that very destructive paper he admits that he's read all of her works and that he thinks that she's really brilliant and then he asks again why he's lying to his brother dating and she like again has to like divert that but it's really it's all this stuff like thrown on the table between them two about Mm -hmm. the whole plot and every and it's i just i really liked it yeah, I did too. And then they go on a tour of the department and she sees her potential new office and in runs one of Jack's, oh gosh, what what was Mitchy? Was she a TA or? She's a grad student. So she's like a grad student underneath him. Somebody keeps stealing her stuff. No, mm-hmm. so, I don't know. Some machine that she needed. And we get to witness Elsie's like code switching right, right in front of jack saying like oh yeah i hate it when people did that to me and like maybe you should do like a sign up sheet or program or whatever and the girl like oh yeah that's whatever i don't know anyways the girl ends up really looking up to her at the end of the that's the moral of the story she's like oh my god you're amazing and Mm -hmm. jack's like you've never had to use any equipment at all in your career because theoretical physicists just (laughs) do the math and come up with the ideas they don't do the experiments and so he basically calls her out on the code switching Mm mm-hmm I love well, not the code switching, but her, her, code switching her, her is people how pleasing. You, yeah, her people pleasing, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's interesting. And then, da da da, she faints because she's low on sugar. <laughs> she and is this a, is the second time she's fainted in front of him. Yes, yeah, she's a type one diabetic. Can I just say, diabetes representation? I'm there for it. That's my other mm-hmm. kink. If somebody has diabetes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is so by the way this is my husband's a type 1 diabetic so I think that anybody that accurately depicts people that are suffering from this disease Mm -hmm. then it it's just it has a little piece of my heart because I deal with it every single day with my stupid ass husband um so (laughs) so seeing it 
see it in a character it's 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 really nice i think people and i think what ali does well is that people blame um diabetics a lot of the times for getting too low on their sugar and not um because they're like responsible for reading their glucose levels making sure that they eat properly and drink properly Mm -hmm. if you are suffering from that it's actually really hard to it's really hard to manage especially if you don't have the proper medication and she was having like her her she was portioning or rationing her insulin because she couldn't afford it yeah yes exactly for her being i think people sometimes criticize especially very intelligent people like elsie who have something that they've dealt with their entire life fainting well, so i just want to be a little that, and that she has like the what do you pump i don't the pump and so yes. they i think it also does a double whammy people think that oh well you have a machine attached to you now you should be eating properly and you have a machine telling you yeah. what what's happening with your body and i like that ali hazelwood was like hey these things don't always work properly yes yeah I love, I loved that. And I think people can really like pick that apart and just be like, this is so stupid because this is like her falling into his arms again. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's also uh, a very highly, I thought it was done spectacularly well. Cause it's a very highly stressful situation, right? Yes. And when your body yeah. is put in these highly stressful situations and your anxiety is ramped up, you, your body is burning different things at different times. And mm-hmm. I felt like it was done very well. Yeah perfectly said and i love when the hero of the story kind of like takes care of her so that's mm-hmm. what jack does he goes in and gets a drink she recovers and also finds out that greg greg his brother who's fake dating elsie doesn't know that she has diabetes so he's because like she even... doesn't tell her dates that she has diabetes right she doesn't want to be an um an imposition towards yeah. them which i was like oh gutted I hate anybody that has any sort of like if you have celiacs or if you are gluten intolerant or if you have any other if you have some sort of allergies whatever I think sometimes people are embarrassed by saying that and and that hurts me I'm like girl or guy you or who them you go and you say whatever you can need to be healthy yeah yeah do it you do you I'm such an advocate for same say sorry just taking this moment to like no you should it's an important moment because I think they get shamed so much when they're like is there any gluten in it or I feel exactly the same agreed then the next chapter friction um comes in because again we're continuing on her process of interviewing she goes and she does her demonstration on her crystal I put I literally put crystal stuff (laughs) (laughs) as like my note (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what her crystal stuff is about. Well, so th- we find out that Jack has been stuck on the Nemantics experiments, which some of um, Elsie's like crystal research that she did part of her as part of her PhD, he could mm-hmm. use as, uh, for for his stuff and that he could benefit from her research, which was like a clue, a, a foreshadowing to what's going to happen later later down. But then af- after that, dem- she felt really great. She did really good on the teaching thing. She did really good on this demo. So now she's going over to, Dr. Salt's house or Monica's house uh, lo and behold Jack is there and they start interacting again mm-hmm. and again I just loved how wait what and this is the scene where um, Monica's son comes to the party his name is Austin <gasps> yeah mm-hmm. oh my god! remember the tension in that scene because we find mm-hmm. out that Austin is a big douche canoe and he so had hired Elsie to do a date with him for some whatever some stupid business venture of his and he was the one person well not the one person but Elsie had mentioned before that someone had asked her to go back up to the room with them and that they would pay $70 for $70 
Oh, and of course God. she said, no, that's not what I do. This is just a pretend date. I don't follow through with whatever you're thinking about. And mm-hmm. he has some nasty things to say to her mm-hmm. and recognizes yeah. her at the party and wants to know why an escort is there. Yeah. And luckily it's only Jack that's hearing this altercation like Monica has left. So it's mm-hmm. just Austin, Jack and Elsie. Yeah. Austin was kind of spilled the beans and was like, yeah, this escort that I, that didn't even have sex or something like that and then jack kind of saves the day and Does. tells him what's what and tells him if he ever says anything about what he's what's happened or i don't i can't really quite yeah. remember it but he just really stands up for elsie yes he hand he handles it he mentions it later that she that jack won't say anything about it after they have the conversation which happens because lo and behold the um nurse so we're on chapter um 10 now basically a nurse calls elsie and says hey you need to pick up this guy because the mom because his mom won't pick him up she's rescheduled her her petty <laughs> or manicure or something um because oh. apparently because oh, greg yeah, had- greg yeah, Greg had an abscess, 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 mm-hmm. in a tooth. So they had to, he had to leave his retreat early and go to to the hospital to take care of that. And the nurse also saw, saw like forty text messages, like ten missed calls from Elsie, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a hold of him to tell him that you know what's happening with the Jack situation. But yeah, uh, she shows up to the hospital, and guess who also Jack? Yeah, and take Greg home greg like go into he's he's acting high as a did you ever get your wisdom tooth removed yeah that's when i found out i was allergic to hydrocodone like all the good (gasps) pain medication yeah not a fun time for me and i woke up from from when they put me under crying i don't think it's from pain i think it was just like a bad like i just woke up sad and i was just crying it's not like the best it's also just just sad to know that i can't enjoy the good pain medication though no, yeah, that stuff but is. Greg, Greg enjo- okay. is enjoying it. He is having the time of his life. He is in, in imparting some vital information about how wonderful Elsie is, and also coming out to his brother that he is asexual. Mm-hmm. And his brother is like, "Well, shit, I mm-hmm. have been not a very good brother that I thought I've been." Yeah, because Elsie and and Jack have this kind of moment where they they really just like work through everything and they kind of clear clear that miscommunication jack's little proclamation about how he feels about elsie is in here oh it's so good it's so good do you remember this is you're a physicist elsie you should know better than to throw around the word fact when quantum mechanics exists she says what's your interpretation then he says nothing for a long moment i was collecting his thoughts on deciding whether i'm worth his words and then he says a little over six months ago i go to a family birthday party expecting an unusual night of misery and then it's like and then it goes on yeah do you remember yeah i the quotes i have highlighted um like he tells her oh okay so she says bold of you to assume that the real me is my best hand in that stupid crooked half smile of his is back foolish foolish of you to think it isn't he tells her and then (laughs) he says something else again have you considered that maybe you're already the way i want you to be that maybe there are no signals because nothing needs to change because she's telling him that she can't read him and he's like Mm -hmm. there's nothing about you i want you to change Mm -hmm. and so he's telling her and then I think there's one more thing I have here. He's like, I'm relieved because whatever thing I have for her, it'll go away. Oh, when he's like telling her that he likes her mm-hmm. without saying like, I like you because, well, he he was like basically telling her that I like you. 
he's like, I'm going to leave because whatever thing I have for her, it'll go away. It won't survive knowing that she lied, except that I don't account for having to watch her talk about physics or read her work. I don't account for having to spend two days with her and finding out that she is. He smiles at me, gentle, resigned, spectacular. <laughs> oh, come on. It's and so she good. doesn't get it. Oh, so he's good. like laid down all of his cards spilled his heart Mm -hmm. and it's so sweet it's so touching Mm -hmm. no because greg interrupts naked (laughs) oh typical greg yeah so because he had he was high on drugs and started talking about how his pee smelled like asparagus but yeah (laughs) i mean it was so good it was great i just thought it's just words i so want to hear in life (laughs) it was so good so good the the next chapter opens up um with the following week because she's so crushingly busy you don't she never responds to his proclamation elsie ends up uh going to uh the movies with cc so one of these terrible Mm -hmm. movies with cc it wasn't an odyssey 2001 odyssey i don't have you watched that movie god no i will one day what is it sci-fi yeah but it's supposed to be like this beautiful, I don't know, cinematic piece. But one day I'll watch it. But not today. Not today. <laughs> okay. But after the movie, she runs into Jack and, oh, what's the other lady's name? George. George, who has been this person in the background who has been her competition for this job. And she has tried to research George and figure out who this guy is and learn about how they stand up to each other. And then she realizes that, well, my qualifications are way better than George's. George's only qualifications is that he is close with Jack and that's it. And then she is introduced to George and George is not a he. George is a beautiful she who is, what is George's full name? Dr. Is it like Georgina? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know her last name. Yeah. We'll call her Dr. Georgina. Which had, she had also been talked about earlier in the book. Did you kind of get the the foreshadowing there? I didn't. No. It blindsided me. Did you? Yeah. I, kind of saw, I saw it coming. I'm sorry. I did not. Yeah. I was 100% she was going to get this job and then something was going to happen bad at this job. I thought that yeah. that's what I thought there was happen. no way she was going to get this job. And it and really? I, yeah, and I, I, I felt like I was going to be soul crushed with her. Yeah. Because it's it's building, building, building. Like where you think that she is going to get this job. But this mm-hmm. is where I think Allie Hazelwood did such a good job of adding the academic politic yep. to this. Because she thinks she is flying high. She thinks she is going to get that call or that email. And she is going to start work like next week. Well, then, El- yeah. So Elsie meets, meets Georgie. And this is the scene that that. Yeah. Georgie spills the beans and tells and her that. And it is that... heartbreaking because George, yeah. Georgie, George has no idea who she is. And right. it's basically like telling her how excited she is to start working with Jack. Elsie has like started to put the pieces together and she is just slack jawed. She also doesn't know if Jack's like on a date with Georgie too. So it's oh, like. Yeah. So it's like a double whammy. Yeah. Slap in the face and a slap in the heart. And, and she does what joy. I would have done as well. And she just runs away. <laughs> Fucking runs away. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't decide if I loved that or hated it. I loved it. I loved it. That would be my reaction. It's so confusing emotionally, mentally. 
I would have been at like my tipping point. I think my brain would have just been like, and nothing would have, nothing would be going on. Just Mm -hmm. total blank slate. And I would just like, I wouldn't run away, but I would definitely be like, I gotta go and just like turn around and peace out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she doesn't run that far because Jack is a fridge. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And by the way, it's snowing. It's really cold, whatever. And Jack catches her and says hey let me take you to my place just to explain everything he's he starts what you were talking about earlier about the politics of academia he he explains how this was a bad faith interview absolutely no chance to getting this interview because right george has so many published articles and it's just basically like made to get this job and monica who was on elsie's side who brought elsie in to interview was just trying to stir the pot to get a theoretical physicist in the position even though she knew it wasn't going to happen this feel for her and, and then jack also explains that georgie is married and there's obviously nothing going on but now and she's LC's a lesbian quite- and she's a lesbian jack also explains how he recused himself from the voting which was interesting be- because he had a conflict and she's like why did you have a conflict? Because of Georgie? And he's like, no, because of you. I've told you already. I know. After they've explained everything, whatever, um, she wants time to herself to think, but it's snowing outside. And so she decides to to stay and sleep in his room and he'll sleep on the couch. And she finds, okay, this little tidbit. I didn't want to mention this because it's a little cringe. But do you remember what she finds in his bedroom? No. I don't the remember. photo of her and him at playing go and like oh the nightstand I was like was yeah. he jacking off <laughs> sorry my masturbation yeah. was like <laughs> <laughs> your radar is going boop boop boop, boop, boop. boop. <laughs> it's not in the book but it's hinted in the book I mean, it's supposed to be cute, like that he yeah. really, you know, like liked her, and there's like this picture of of that. I forgot too. about that, but no, I remember now. I think it was so, too much. I didn't need that. She's already given us so much already. Yeah, yeah, it was a little. Meh. Then she wakes up in the middle of the night and goes and um, is just really upset over some of the things that she said about Georgie, and so she's just like really ashamed of herself because she was being really rude or ugly to another woman that inside yeah well any woman bringing down another woman it's not okay yeah and I, I loved that I thought it was great so he of course like scoops her up and they start like cuddling on the couch Cute. and then she wakes up to his very 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 she used very five times <laughs> but no no sex happens no kissing happens I think this is like her slowest burn out of all of them because we're like probably oh, yeah. what 200 something pages in almost yeah because what chapter yeah. are we on now? We're on chapter... We're on the beginning of 15 where they're having yeah. breakfast. And um, I love this. I love this scene too. I love all of them apparently. Beginning of chapter 15. Oh yeah. I see all the varies now. The very, very, yeah, very, very. Maybe it's Was it five? Sexy. Wait, hold on. Maybe it's a bit sexual because there's something very hot. One very, very hard. Very, very, very big pressing against oh. my ass. That's six. Six. Damn it. I thought it was five. Yeah. Almost there. (laughs) (laughs) But then she also like keeps going, like explaining away his erection, which I mean, I guess I would too. Like a sleepy, comfy erection, a pre-erection, she calls it. I love it because he's like, he's like, he growls, you smell so good. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) do I? (laughs) 
<laughs> just, I think it's cute. I think it's hot. So mm-hmm. anyways, he starts making breakfast. Jack, so what we talked about earlier in her presentation about with the crystals and how he could use that, Jack basically kind of offers Elsie a job. And she says, no, like, <laughs> I'm not... I'm not going to work, work with you. I want to continue the research. I just, you know, whatever. So then right after she says, no, he asks her out on a date. (laughs) I I like that though. He's like, I'm going to give you the job security first, like what you think Mm -hmm. that you need, but this is Mm -hmm. what I really want. Exactly. And so, and she says no to that as well. So he's like, well, at least let me drive you home on his way home. His grandmother, uh, Millicent keeps Mm -hmm. calling him because they always hang out. I guess, what is it, Saturday morning or Sunday morning or something like something that? Something like that, yeah. But it's like a ridiculous reason that she keeps calling him. Like, she is it that she can't reach the sugar or something like that? Like, it's yeah. a, a silly excuse just to get him to come over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like how eccentric she was and is in this book. Yeah, it, she was she was fun. Next chapter, I think, could have been cut. She just meets with Dr. L again and says that she didn't get the job and yeah that's whatever and then she finally gets the rejection letter from mit and then greg emails her to like go out to to lunch she finally does agree to go out on a date with with jack and he decides to take this is this is the chapter so then he decides to take her to, to meet his party. friends and, and who do they meet who do they, they see meet adam and olive and it was nice and it was cute it was so wonderful did olive feel like olive to you though from the no. books Okay, Mm-mm. good. Because I did neither did think. Adam. Adam was more no. grumpy, and he was yeah. like, "Okay, yeah." To me, Adam wasn't grumpy. He was just shy and quiet. And Olive was just yeah, kooky bananas. Yeah, she yeah, she was a little off the wall. But this one, she didn't seem off. She was Elfie too confident. Yeah, Elfie was she was off the wall. Yeah. Olive seemed too confident, and Adam too grumpy. Yeah, and I like yeah. the little peaks on like they're getting married and how I do like that. Married. That was like the epilogue that people wanted. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it was great. And then um, who's also at the party is George. And she talks a little bit with Elsie and they just, you know, want to clear the air. So she plans on meeting up with her later that week. Jack takes her to the same restaurant that they had the interview at. Or the whole, like at the very beginning. So which I think was fun. George offers her a job, right? Yes. I like that part too. Yeah. I think it was good. Oh, I mean, I, it was necessary. I she love the last paragraph. <laughs> so she asked, aside from offering you a job, what other outrageous and utterly inappropriate things has Jack proposed to you? Marriage ceremony during faculty meeting, retroactive hyperventilation to the Hannaway mm-hmm. Smith Turner for all your academic publications, naked cuddles in the MIT library. <laughs> <laughs> Allie Hazelwood loves to list. Yeah. Yeah. So many lists. Sometimes they really work for me like that one. Good. Funny. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's too much. Too much. Yeah. Chat GPT. Or she does like, have you, do you know like the rules of three in comedy? Yeah. Like yeah. three times it's funny. The fourth time it's not. Too much. Yeah. I think Allie Hazelwood needs to cut it out on the rule of three. And just once is once is funny, twice it's too much for her now. Because it's too okay. kooky. It's too kooky. Mm-hmm. I like kooky. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. It but gets, it doesn't make it a little extra. kooky. It's too extra to me. Yeah. You see those in like, I see those mostly in like rom-com like movies. You know, when someone's like doing a little too much, you're just like, okay, I understand this shtick. Like I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. But this whole book is like that shtick. And each character, especially Mm -hmm. the female characters, they do it. 
Yeah. All of them. Yeah. And it loses its charm. It's funny if one character does it like a, a handful of times, but when like every single of one of them does it all the time, it's not funny anymore. It's just labored. It's a yeah. labored joke. Yeah. I hear you. Sorry, hear Ellie. I get what you're saying though. You know, it's kind of funny when you read something, sometimes the things that you really enjoy kind of overshadow the things that somebody else like really just like it really set them, like deterred them from enjoying it as much. So it's, that's what I like. I think that's why our, that's why we podcast too, is that, you know, all these other <laughs> people are listening like, to us. Yeah. We have different insights on these books for sure. Yeah. A different yeah. enjoyment. Yes, exactly. All right. This is kind of where my notes end, which is probably like the, the critical part of the book, but I figure that the ending is, it kind of goes really fast and there's a lot, but it just depends on like what you want, but um, mm-hmm. they go out on their date and then they end up watching Twilight together at his place. I do like that he's watching Twilight with her, her favorite movies. I just... Her shame. I love it. Mm-hmm. Finally, finally, after 200... This must be what she considers a slow burn romance. I didn't feel like it was a slow burn. I didn't think that there was enough sexual buildup. I mean, because there was... Yeah, no, there was not. Because he's basically admitting to her how much he likes her the whole time, and she's just not really believing it. Mm-hmm. or not maybe not believe it not soaking it in do you know what I mean yeah it's, there's yeah. no acknowledgement of it that's that's I, I think kind of bothered me she's kind of being a little yeah she's being Elite. ignorant of the whole thing mm-hmm. and I don't like that I don't like smart women who are yeah that's true he grabs the hem of my dress take it off takes it off in one fluid motion drops it until it crumples at Jack's feet dun 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 the sex scenes in this book are pretty good I think that they're um they're not like crazy kinky, but I think I think they're really I like the talking, I like the descriptions. Mm-hmm. I like him saying, How do I make you come? And I was like, What? Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I don't know if and you want to dive. He has a, a I mean, he has a huge peen and she loves it. Same. I imagine being with you like this a lot, but Elsie, this is unreal. You are so unreal. When I get inside you, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> then she wrote, you are inside me. <laughs> he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then he's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Oh, Maybe it's... they aren't as good as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just that Sorry, that part. I don't know. I thought they were pretty, pretty hot. I think these are the the only times where I like them being of such different sizes. I mean, it's what mm-hmm. it's for. Mm-hmm. But I think this is one of the times that she does it well. I love the last line in this chapter, though. In 19? Yeah. He pushes a strand of sweaty hair behind my ear. His eyes are worried and warm and empty of everything that's not us. Be gentle with me, Elsie. That's all I ask. <laughs> Okay. And then the, to get, can I be honest? The rest of this goes by, pr- I mean, pretty, pretty fast, I think, right? Yeah. We're, we're wrapping things up. We're putting bows on this book. It's finishing up. We're putting dot in the, dot in the I's, crossing the T's, checking our was punctuation. Third, yeah. Was there like a third act issue? I can't remember. Yes, there was. So it's, it's to do with Dr. L and Jack's mom. Jack's mom turned out to be, a theoretical physicist and was working with Dr. L. She 
we also come to learn that Jack and his brother Greg are half brothers and Caroline is not Jack's mom. We learn that Jack's mom tried to go back into physics, but Dr. L kind of stole all of their work and claimed it as his own. She just couldn't really make it back into the field and then she got really sick and she passed away. And Jack got a hold of all of her physics papers from his grandmother and realized what happened. Did he did he try to confront him at all? No, that was the catalyst for why yeah, he that wrote. Was a, yeah, that was a catalyst for why he wrote that article at age, was like 17, 18. 17. So he's, like, yeah. he's like a genius writing this article and just trying to get back at Dr. L because he knows that Dr. L is one of the editors or publishers of this journal, this academic journal. And he, I don't know how he knows that he doesn't read them, doesn't read the articles that are pushed in front of him. But he knows that if this article gets published, it'll be very bad reflected very poorly on him and so he does that and that's how the article gets published and he kind of regrets it because he doesn't like what it's done to physics and putting to the two sides of physics butting against each other when they should be working together oh we kind of like learn his backstory where caroline told him that she was he was raised that caroline greg's mom was his mom and then she had this blow up moment with him and told him that she is not his mom and do not call her that. And he kind of shut down after that. Mm-hmm. And so Elsie yeah. is kind of realizing, okay, well, this guy also has some things that he needs some tender love and care for. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's kind of like the big third act that's coming because Elsie learns that Dr. L, who is also her mentor, has been not really putting her up for positions that she thought that he was. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's been doing this adjunct position for so long and just struggling. And she could have been, she probably could have had a professorships a- at some other university. And it's just the typical white male thinking they know better and best and what to do mm-hmm. with somebody else's life and career. I love it. And she was like, Dr. L I say before turn around, you should really start calling me Elsie. <laughs> Glad she got a backbone. Finally. So she ends up, um, she does end up getting, um, t- like, accepting a position, right? Is it working? She ends up accepting George's position. And Dr. L is like, no, you can't accept that position. That's, like, accepting the default position. It's kind of like a, a slap in the face when you're being offered, you're interviewing for her job, and now you're going to work underneath her. But for her, she's getting insurance because <laughs> she doesn't have that currently. And a steady income so that she doesn't have to live in a roach-infested apartment. But, I mean, really, she can just move in with Jack. I think we all know that, right? <laughs> I think that's kind of like the end of it here. You got anything else? Um, Jack writes that letter. Do you remember? to the? Um, it's an open letter addressed to the scientific community about his article that he wrote. Yes. Oh, what happened with them? They had some 80% breakup, right? They did. Yeah. It was in the mix of all of that, like chaos. They had kind of a falling out because, because he really didn't like her mentor, obviously, as you explained why, yeah, which makes sense, but she was still being defensive about it. And they had a blow up, I think about over their subjects as well, about over the theoretical and experimental um, physics. He was like, do you know what it's like to live with a mistake that you made at 17 years old? And that yeah. whole speech, do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, he did write, it's called the public, the art magazine, whatever was called the Anals. 
Annals. A and N A L S. I read way too many butt books. <laughs> Of theoretical physics. And he wrote this open letter and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe that he did that. And oh yeah. So she basically breaks up with him because she's mad at him and she tells him to leave. Oh, and then she tells him, you always talk about what I want, Jack. You helped me learn how to ask for it. Well, and I'm thinking he did this as a teenager and he's apologizing to you and he regrets it. She was not in a very good light here to me. Yeah. Yeah not not fun yuck so before the epilogue though so she says that she accepts george's offer and she'll be working here next year and his smile widens she's like i hate you and it's pretty annoying since i think i might also and then dot 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 i shake my head and you're right i'm terrified scared shitless that the more you know me the less you'll like me and i just i loathe it sometimes and he's like, what do you loathe? The way you seem to always get under my skin. I don't know. Constantly show you myself, but you rarely reciprocate. Okay, this is what you were talking about. Yep. She's like, almost there where we're going. I'm practically there, really. It's like an inch away. I just need to, and I take a deep breath. I just need to find my footing and feel the ground. And he's like, I'm here, but take your time, Elsie. I'll wait for you as long as it takes. Are you at the end? Or Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. that's the very end. Right before the epilogue. Okay. Because, like, before they get back together, there is, like, this whole quote where she is, like, this new vengeful version of me revels in the way these two men who hate each other. So she's talking about Dr. L and Jack are now tangled up together in the expanse of my rage. Anger is now a new emotion per se, is not a new emotion per se, not for me, but for the first time in my life, I'm letting myself experience it. I thought, like, what a cold-hearted bitch. Is bad. Yeah. I mean... His mentor ruined his mom's career. Mm -hmm. And he is a teenager lashing out. Mm -hmm. And he has been nothing but nice to her. Nothing mm -hmm. but supportive and kind. A good lay. <laughs> and I, I had like no words. I was like, done with you. He deserves so much better. Eh. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, I couldn't get over it. It was it was a little too like I agree with you that it was a little it was, too harsh. It was, it was a little too yeah. not understanding. Like it was yeah. I think that she had to do some apologizing in there. Um and I don't think she did. I don't I think oh. I don't think she did any groveling, any apologizing. It was still like he was still waiting for her. Yeah. He I wrote like that he must... wrote that publication like to win her over, you know. Yeah. So. I mean he definitely needed to do that, but she needed to do something in return and now here's the thing mm -hmm. started the with this book with this crappy ass prologue no offense Allie great reading had a wonderful time mm -hmm. and then yeah, the epilogue here. happened this epilogue Holly I'll end I'll end on a note with 100% agreement on this this epilogue was shitty blue it, it was terrible she didn't I don't think she had epilogues in her other ones maybe she did and I just didn't even notice I just don't even know what happened in this. I mean, I would rather have no epilogue at all than this epilogue. I, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I don't, I don't get it. This whole book, she has never told him that she loves him. And then she has oh, this, he, she has this huge surprise for him mapped out and she's so excited about it. And literally it is just a letter on his desk saying i know i've been slow but i just wanted you to know something i'm right here with you what that's it 
<laughs> Not even like a an E at the end, a little heart. Yeah, that was a miss for me. Fuck. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I didn't like bad. It. Yeah, the ending was not touching at all for someone who needed to be groveling. And you gave this five stars. I did. I will. I will stand <laughs> by that girl. Stand by it. Oh. It does because I still go away. I think that my five stars is a little wonky because sometimes it's, I just finished lessons in chemistry and I left that book and I put like put it on my oh. chest and I, and I sobbed like, because it was so, so good. It makes it was so heavy, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. There are books heavy that are just and meaty and just the character development, the arcs. It's so good. Yeah. Cause I think that there's books that are just so impactful and they hit you in the feels mm-hmm. in a way that make you think and appreciate life or like review life, like all this other stuff. Totally. Then there's, there's books that it's just joy that I just, no, I totally agree. Right. And then you have to, you, I, I guess like when I also think about rating, you rate within, I rate within like the genre. Yeah. Like with, mm-hmm. within the genre of romance, this is a, a three for me. And like yeah. lessons in chemistry and the genre of fiction, it's a five star for me. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I think that's how I, I think about my ratings as I think about them within the genre yeah. and enjoyment as well. Yeah. yeah definitely like, at, I mean, you're not going to get a five star if I don't enjoy you in Either some way. Well. Right. I mean, <sighs> Yeah, I feel like there was some so, other quote in here, some other thing. Oh, yeah. I also had a had a problem with the epilogue when she's like adding like Whole Foods Pecorino. Like she's talking about cheese and she has to bring up like Whole Foods. I just think they're like, why not just add like some Italian fake Italian word? Why do we have to bring in Whole Foods? Like, why do we have to talk about Amazon and Jeff Bezos? <laughs> I didn't understand that. Like, why? I don't know why it bothered me, honestly, but I had to highlight it. I just didn't understand. Whole Foods is like not even that good anymore. There's other better places to buy cheese. Okay. Well, and just like, let's talk about like smaller companies than Whole Foods and something that's not owned by Jeff Bezos. I don't know. Just, you know, side. I support. Yeah. You know what though? Yes. I support it. I agree. So my last question um, mm-hmm. before we, before we go, cause I know I've, exhausted you with Allie, my good old Allie. <laughs> so I miss, I misspoken our wrap up, I think, um, because she does have a YA book out, which is that checkmate one. And that mm-hmm. is YA her vampire one that's coming out in February is not a YA it is mm-hmm. adult. So I'm here. I really, I know, I know you're not, I, you don't want to, but I, well, I don't think, I don't know if you don't want to, I want you to read this vampire one. I will. I, I will read it. I will read it. I'm telling you now I will read it. Yay. Okay. I'm, I too, will too. I'm too far down this rabbit hole. Just like I am with Katie Roberts. Katie Robert, 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 Robert. Yeah. I have one last question for you. Yeah. Shoot. Shoot. It is about this book. Do you think that Elsie and Jack are going to make it? And if you do, is it a forever love? <laughs> Why is this so hard for you to ask so seriously? <laughs> yes, I think that they're going to last for forever. If she uses the freaking L word, that would be oh great. God. So, what about can I pose it back? What do you mm-hmm, what do you think? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think she's going to run away on their wedding day. 
<laughs> she is going to get there. She's going to get all dressed up. She's going to freak the fuck out. She's going to bolt. Oh my god! The next thing, the next thing that makes me feel uncomfortable, I'm just gonna run away and I'm gonna think of you the entire time. <laughs> like, nope, nope. <laughs> oh and she, in LA, god. she still would have never said, "I love you." Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I loathe you. She does I say, love- "I love you" in this one. She does yeah. probably like five times. Oh, god. All right. Well. Great choice. Wait, was it yeah. your choice or my choice? I think it was mine. I think it was both of ours. I don't think we need to place blame on people. Yeah. No, no not blame. Just like, you know, we're. I mean, we're I would be placing blame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you so much. I love you too.